As y'all can see, I'm rocking the neutral American colors today. For those who can't see, the hat, it's American, check. Shirt, American, check. Dude, American, yeah. So, heck, we might as well just go on ahead and America power our way right on through this thing and make sure you bring your marshmallows because we, uh, we do have a little roast session at the end, which is why we're so neutral. You are a Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. I'm uh, available on Twitter, at Aldeo Straight. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube. Today, we're partially brought to you by FanDuel. If you have the extra ability to maneuver some monies around FanDuel is definitely the route to go and they're they're the uh sportsbook official betting partner of the nfl but what about if you don't well we're going to cover that we've got some announcements at the end of the show on some new guests uh that are about to be appearing as well as the baby row session for those who stick now stick around to the end you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy this one so what about those those guys what about those people those families that don't have the extra willy-nilly ability to just show up and show out any other given game day. What about those? What about those people? Do those people mean less as a fan? Is there a posse points ranking system for how important of a fan you are? I mean, if so, I think that would be great to have you know, public dissemination. But if not, then can somebody explain the prices to me, Gal Graba? And yes, I have seen some of the tweets that there is a $10 section. I get it. I'm tracking. But if the women's basketball team, who is arguably hotter than the men's, maybe not hotter, but, well, you know what? Actually, they're, they're pretty close. The women's team was picked ninth in the Big 12. The men's team was picked fifth. So I, I guess, you know, you could say that we're finally, finally starting to live up to expectations. That's fair. While women's is, is massively exceeding them. Also fair. Okay. So you can say both things. But the women's basketball squad is doing an incentive right now where you can get into the game for dollars. Now, do I think that's a great idea for men's basketball? Maybe not dollars, but essentially, yes. And again, I get the $10 section, but we've had 9,500 fans. We've had 9,800 fans. We've had 10,800 fans. Pretty good. Pretty daggone good, especially what it's been recently, recent memory, right? We know that that is, those are good numbers. We know it could be better. We know it should be better. We know it has been better. So for the women's basketball team, we can put an incentive in place to do what? To 
put all capable butts in the seats. Yeah, men's basketball has Texas Tech coming up tomorrow. A chance to win. It'll be seven of our last eight and be five in a row. And you're seeing nothing. And the reason that I'm, I'm having this is because I have come on this program and done what? Call the fans out for not putting their butts in the seats enough. But as you're, you're, you're seeing with 9,000, 9,000, 10,000, people do want to be there. They definitely want to be inside Galgrab Arena. But if it's not financially advantageous for them to do so, why do we just squeeze those fans out of the equation? Does everybody who already attends the games have ESPN Plus? Probably. Do you think the overwhelming majority of the fan base that is not attending also has ESPN Plus? Probably not. So you're missing out on viewership. You're missing out on fans. You're missing out on experience. For what? Like, are we making the hand over fist? At the expense of what's best for the student-athletes? I get you got to turn the lights on and you got to pay the facilities and, and I understand all of that. But we always talk about how football drives everything, right? And, and that's true. Even at Duke. No matter how good you are at basketball, there's still a driving force due to some of the finances. So to pretend... That having a few games where we sell $10 tickets all the way around, or even better yet. Uh, in baseball, you can typically walk into a baseball stadium after the sixth inning, right, for free, at least Oklahoma State. Why can we not do the same thing for basketball? You know, I, I guess the argument could be made is if we did that, then people would just wait till the last five minutes of the game to show up. I don't, I don't see that as a viable argument. You could argue it doesn't doesn't necessarily, you know, mean that it, it holds a whole lot of weight. But, you know, who knows? I'm just trying to spitball here, guys. Because clearly, based off of the information I've been given over and over again, it's not just on the fans. I know of several, several people that would gladly come to Oklahoma State basketball game. But they can't afford to do that, plus this, plus this, plus kids, plus gas, plus rent, plus. Okay, so if you're two plus, 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 you don't get to be a, a, a fan of the game tonight. I just, I hate that mentality. I'm old school, like super old school. I'm still the guy that can listen to the game. I don't have to watch nothing. And I get uh, most people are not that way. Right. So if it's not visual, then you're probably not going to go searching extra hard for it. So who loses in this equation? Caleb Boone, Mike Boynton, Caleb Asbury, Musa Cisse, Avery Anderson. Who loses in this scenario where we hold on to money 
God forbid we relinquish that money, honey. So we could uh, make sure we, we leave 3,000, 4,000 seats empty. Because those make you a lot of money. Yeah, those empty seats. Whew. Hand over fist, rolling in the dough, baby. Speaking of rolling of the dough, hand over fist. If you are in that department, and you know how FanDuel, right, is really the, the next player in the game, use FanDuel, right? Get yourself some Built Bar. You guys, uh, I see. I don't. I, I try to keep you on your toes occasionally. I don't know if you saw that one coming, but you guys already know. Um, so cool thing about Bill Bar, I've actually now had people send me messages, DMs, and stuff uh, about Bill Bar. And so clearly, right? Uh, some of you guys are, are going out there and purchasing, and you're giving me real live, real world, instant, instantaneous updates on what, what's happening. I greatly appreciate. But you already know the drill, guys. If it's running out that fast that you've gone to Walmart and you've gone to Sam's Club and all they have is churro, um, then, you know, right, beat down your local Walmart and Sam's guy and figure out when they're getting their their, their shipment in and make sure you're there a little bit quicker. So you guys already know, Milk Bar, it is the best protein bar in the country, in the world, ever, because it legitimately tastes like a candy bar. And if you are questioning how they do it, not only do they cover it 100% real chocolate, but it's also only got 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. So if you want something that tastes good, like maybe not like cardboard, but also be good for you, do yourself a favor. Run to Walmart today. Go to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can typically pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Or if you're closer to a Sam's Club, run over there, grab yourself a 13-bar box. And they also have potentially brownie, batter, and churro flavors as well. So, again, obviously this stuff is going fairly quickly. Uh, so get to your local Walmart and, and see what you can do about getting front of the line. And then you can thank me later. All right. So, yeah, guys, this the, the financial constraints that we appear to have, it's, it's, a, it's a frustration. It's a frustration to the part of the fan base that is – probably more connected, maybe not more connected internally, but they give a crap more. You know, I just, I, I, I know what it's like to try to juggle a multitude of things and then also be able to do what you love. And, and, and a lot of times you have to sacrifice what you love doing to make sure everything continues to operate freely. I get it. But we cannot expect our fan base to, to continue to grow. We can't expect our, you know, facilities and everything to continue to grow if we're not participating. And that, again, guys, this we're having this conversation from both sides of the aisle now, not just the fan side of it. Now it, it's got to come down to the administration side. Because if they're able to do it for women's basketball, that means they're able to do it for men's basketball. And I understand you want to capitalize on the, on the coin. So what happens tomorrow at Texas Tech? Is, is that finally the time where we decide, you know what, we're not going to let three or 4,000 empty seats continue to be a thing? Not when it doesn't have to be. That's the thing, guys. For a long time, remember, they'd have to put the, the, pull the curtain around Galgaraba to pretty much cut it in half, at least visually. We're not in those times anymore. You're not, you're not hurting to get people in the arena. Now you're hurting to get people there that are financially responsible at the same time. 
life happens. Life sucks. Life hurts. Life hits. And so when you get hit by life upside the, the head, the last thing you need to be reminded is you ain't got no money, honey. So, yeah, we, we, we're willing to give a fan experience to the ones who are already doing fine. But we're not willing to give that experience to the ones who, I don't know, actually could maybe use a little extra help. I don't know. Maybe would would love to go to a, a crazy environment for a, a couple hours. And again, I understand the financial side of it. I get it. But if you if you if you look at the math behind it, football is as football does. And basketball, it can be a moneymaker, but you have to you have to get it there. In order to get there, you have to have fans in the seats. I mean, call me crazy. Call me crazy. But if you have a 13,000 plus seat capacity and you have it full to the brim and that's an amazing game and everybody has a phenomenal experience, do you not think it's then easier to sell that same ticket for a higher price? Like, hey, you came, you saw it, you know how cool it is, you know how great it can be. Now pay the, 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 the real money. Okay, fine. Do something like that. Or I heard a recommendation earlier, which I really, really like. You know, go back to the way they, they, they used to do it. If you bought season passes for football, you got a discounted rate for the basketball tickets. Okay, so it's a different driving force. Do the same thing in reverse. I just, I know there's ways to rectify the situation to get fans more involved. The fans that are going to help you grow your university. The fans that are going to help you grow your, your, your popularity. Those are the ones that we exclude. In my opinion, now, stuff happens, right? Could be uh, could be in left field on this. I don't know. But to me, if the women's basketball team can do it, and we're on this, this really, really good run right now, and we talk about failure to capitalize oftentimes uh, from the football side of things, right? From Mike Gundy side of things. We do talk about that. And it is true. He has failed to capitalize over and over again. Yet here we are as an admin. I don't know if it's admin per se, but I mean, you get the gist of it. Whoever's responsible for letting the butts in the seats and paying X amount of dollars, whoever that person is. And I understand you can't do it every game. But you can do it sometimes. You can help your team. You can help your coach. You can help your recruiting. You can help your state. You can help sell it by helping sell yourself. Oh, just a thought. So as we do talk about this this whole basketball narrative of the, the fans, uh, we do have to cover the Avery News. If you've already heard, Avery Anderson, our starting point guard, is not only out with a wrist injury. We knew that. He was day-to-day. He's no longer day-to-day. He's out for the season. The wrist will require surgery. Now, is that an issue? Yeah, you could you could say that. Where is it an issue? Well, defensively, really. You know, offensively, he has been helping. He is a, a pretty good, a very good, um, you know, driver to the basket, which can typically give you some, you know, times where you can kick it out too. But athletically, on defense, is where he's been the biggest asset this season. 
Avery Anderson, and Caleb Asbury are our best two on-ball defenders. And now we don't have Avery. So that means John Michael Wright is going to have to run more point. But defensively, what does that do? Does it cause us to be, be a much more of a matchup zone type of team or just be in zone defensive, you know, the stances more often? That hyper-aggressive man-to-man, yeah, I don't, I don't know we're going to be able to run it, right? Because the foul trouble's already been our Achilles heel to some degree. It has. So now you're asking a team that already struggles a little bit with some depth issues. You're going to now ask them to play as aggressively as they have all year, but also be more cognizant of the situation and not foul. When some of that, some of that, yeah, the stupid fouls happen, but some of that's, you know, outside of their control. So control what you can control. We can control the fans. As far as their attendance numbers, we can con- control that. So let's, let's let's try because even more so than 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 ever before, this team needs everybody's support. And speaking of support, you guys do know that I have to tell you guys, all every everyone out here uh, about Fanduel. We already mentioned them a few times. You already know that we're very, very, very excited to have them as our new sports betting partner. We have so many great features that make betting fun, sports, easy, really. It's the only app you're going to need for a Super Bowl because it is America's number one sports book. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with the no sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money lines, point spreads, and who even score the next touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So, do yourself a favor. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right. So we'll finish up on the Avery stuff because here's why I think we're still okay. You've just recently seen the emergence of Caleb Asbury, right? We just recently seen the emergence of Woody Newton. These are both guys that we know missed multiple weeks. So when it comes to not only a preparation, right, but the the physical understanding of where you're supposed to be, right, um, all of that stuff does, in fact, take time. Timing is of the essence. So your backdoor cuts and your pick and rolls, a lot of that, you're finding your guy based off of timing. So if you've got good chemistry and you've got good timing, it opens you up to be able to do a multitude of things. And now, again, we are defensively limited a little bit. But offensively, I I think we're okay because we haven't seen exactly the full potential of Woody Newton nor Caleb Asbury. So we know there's still some areas that we can get better. There's some areas that we have room for improvement. And Moose and Cisse still maybe 90%, maybe. 
And now Caleb has a, a little bit of a, a thing from this last game, but it's nothing major whatsoever. I mean, it probably won't even really bother him that much. But, you know, little bumps and bruises and banged around. It is what it is. It's that time of year. So I think that we should, you know, still have a very positive outlook uh, because John Michael Wright has proven he could be a true facilitator when need be. Again, Caleb Asbury's coming on. Willie Newton's coming on. Lucisise is getting healthier. Caleb Boone's been an absolute animal. He's easily the team MVP of the season thus far. You know, I, I I'm so happy to see him finally, you know, get all the love and accolades that he deserves. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get this dub, regardless of what the crowd is. But of course, I'm jealous. I want to see a 13,000 plus crowd because I just, I know what it does. I know what it does to people. I know what it does to the atmosphere. I know what it does to the other team. And we've still got a lot of people that haven't experienced that. And instead of putting it all on the fans, clearly they're, they're willing. Now, now the onus has got to shift a little bit to the other side of the coin, which is going to be clearly the admin side of it. Because again, if we've done it in women's basketball, we've proven it can be done. Now we get to get to the baby roast. You know, I, um, I I had this sent to me, and I didn't really think much about it. Um, but I'll be honest. The first go around, I wasn't paying a lot of attention, and that's because you know it's it's, it's pretty small. Right, I'm assuming this kid's just now starting and, and or just now getting started and, and trying to get his foot in the game. So I, I get it, right? We're in the same boat. We we just started. We're trying to get our foot in the game. So we'll throw somebody a bone and try to help people in this industry. But we'll also call a spade a spade. And uh, Christian Harrington from Lone Star CFB, it looks like he just started, I don't know, like yesterday or last week or something. I don't know. That very well, very well may be the case. But here's the thing, boss man. When you're getting into this line of work and you're going to be doing this uh, on a regular basis, it's this this fun thing people do called pulling receipts. And it's going to happen on Twitter and all that, the social stuff. It's just, it's part of the gig. But... If you're just saying stupid, crazy stuff for clicks, you might get them. You might, you might get them. So maybe I can help you get a couple more clicks because when you come on and you get in front of a mic or a phone or a speaker or anything, and you start saying stuff like, well, next time you get a new uniform or a new stadium or a new pair of shoes, you should thank Texas University. You should send a letter to Texas saying, uh, thank you. That's what should happen. I, I, I had no idea. I, I had no idea. I'm glad that I know now because, um, yeah, you guys are a joke. Texas football is a joke. It has been a joke. For a significant amount of time now. I'm a diehard Oklahoma State fan, right? And we love beating your head against the wall every single year. So please keep it coming. And next time we get new jerseys, I don't know, because our jerseys are, are about to be uh, new, right? New jerseys this year. Will somebody please make sure to send Mr. 
Christian Harrington. Uh, all the thanks uh, for, for all of our New Jerseys. Uh, because apparently we have to thank Texas, the team that has been beyond irrelevant, the team that has floated around the toilet bowl for the better part of, I don't know, 10, 12 years, that team. That's the team we need to thank for anything we get. Because by golly, they're still in the conference, and we should be thankful. Yeah, I don't really, that's not, not exactly how this is going there, champ. It's a money issue, buddy. Our money's fine. We're okay. Iowa State's okay. K-State's okay. Heck, I think you can argue that UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston might even be okay. But what are you winning at? Building buildings? That's true. You do build some pretty cool-looking stuff. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely, I, I love how much you build. So, next time we have a Bob the Builder Award, I guess we, we should give that to Texas. The old Bob the Builder Award, we got to send it down to Austin for all the building they do. They're building their way to success. Don't worry. Just a decade or so at a time. They'll get there. You will get there, bud. You will get there. Right? Someday, you will arrive back on the scene, and then you can say, we're back. And hopefully it's because of all these buildings you build. I hope so. I hope it works out for you. We're going to keep counting the W's we have against you because, I don't know, those are kind of cool. Oh, we're going to count, I don't know, maybe being productive and, and, and playing in bowl games all the time. That That's kind of cool. But true, true, even all you fans will tell you, you do win the Bob the Builder Award. So there's that. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you, Texas. For all your all your building you do, you're, you're building quality losses. That's awesome. That's awesome. I dig it. So, anyways, um, as you guys can hear, uh, the voice is, is is kind of kind of a little wild today. So that's why today's show's been pretty pretty simple, pretty calm. Uh, but uh, sometimes you need these. Um, I guess this is the my, my, my voice is trying to take vacation for me. So maybe I should listen. Hi to y'all. As always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And I will see you on the next one. Thank you very much for making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Howdy, y'all. Latest.